This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Trader, trade, trader, Cobb Crypto Podcast. Podcast. This is the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. We've got a wonderful guest uh, on the show today. It is Daniel Brown, and Daniel is host of the You, Me, Bitcoin podcast. He's been in the space since uh, back in 2012. I'll let him tell his story a bit more, but he's got a fantastic show there, guys. A lot of subscribers, a lot of follows, and uh, somebody who I'm very interested in interviewing, having a chat with, and putting out to you guys for the simple purpose that he does come with a lot of experience being there from a very early point in the game and speaking with a lot of people across his show so um daniel thanks mate it's great to have you on the show you want to tell the guys a bit about yourself oh yeah great to be here it's nice to be on the other side of the interview where i don't have to ask the questions so i get to relax <laughs> but yeah so yeah the, the show that i do is you me and btc and it yeah we've been doing it about five years as we were just saying before we started recording and it's it's just for fun, you know. We hang out and we we call it a liberty and Bitcoin podcast. We talk a lot about liberty stuff and philosophy and politics or whatever we feel like. But it is super laid back. We we just have fun. We laugh a lot and we have we have some fun guests. And that that's what I do. And it just same as Bitcoin. Just started doing it because it's it just seemed fun. And that's that's pretty much what I tell people whenever they ask how I got into Bitcoin. It just just seemed interesting. I was I was actually in high school at the time and a friend heard about it and just, oh, cool. All right, let's see what it's like. Let's find out. And it just kept going and going and going and it's I'm still around. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, look, the link for your podcast, you, me, and btc.com will be there uh, for everybody cool. to grab a hold of and go across. Uh, so that's all good for all the people listening. And look, uh, from, from my point of view, I mean, you, you're definitely somebody who uh, I'm interested to talk to for, for a number of reasons. One of which is that, as I was saying before, to, prior to hitting record, uh, and, and all of my subscribers and listeners will know that um, essentially I've come into this space uh, relatively recently. I, I've been a traditional trader for many, many years, uh, structured trading approach. And, and when I say trading, I, I'm a trader of technical analysis, but I am also an investor uh, both in cryptocurrency, uh, tech companies, mining. I've, I've done quite a bit in that space. Now, I'm, I'm pretty much focused on cryptocurrency at the moment just because I guess having studied markets for the amount of time that I have, I mean, I started trading when I was, what was it, 22, I think I started trading, uh, but started right. investing at 16 years old. So I, I've been very... Uh, uh, basically a student uh, of the markets since a very, very young age. And I sort of recognize what an emerging uh, market looks like uh, and some of the hallmarks, some of the things to look out for, some of the things to be aware of. And I've, I've seen all of those very exciting things uh, within the cryptocurrency space and blockchain technology as a general um, industry and, and sort of just realized this, you know, it's not very often where you, you get the opportunity where you have the right set of skills at the right time. 
Um, and that seems to have come together for me right now. And obviously, you're in the same position there, Daniel. I didn't stumble across Bitcoin. It, it was something <laughs> that I'd sort of neglected for a long time because it didn't have the volumes for me to be trading. But now, uh, it's it certainly uh, evolved into a, a absolutely amazing space. And I mean, when it comes to your involvement in the space, are you primarily an investor or do you do a bit of trading as well? Or how would you sort I- of position yourself? I'm pretty much the old-fashioned hodler. I mean, I I just have Bitcoin. And I do, you know, I dabble in altcoins a couple once in a while. I'll see an ICO that interests me. And and I'll I'll have a little bit and hold it and try to find a fun time to sell it, you know, a few months later or not sell it and hold it for a year or two. So, you know, a tiny bit of trading, but I by no means a professional or an expert or anything like that. I'm I'm more or less just just holding it, loving it, and and trying to use it as as much as possible. Oh, that's that's unreal. Because look, there's a couple of things there that I think um, you know I get frustrated with a little bit, uh, <laughs> and it's the sentiment of it. I mean, yes, using the tokens, uh, the cryptocurrency the tokens, whatever however you want to describe it, that's an integral part of the success of the space. Um, you know, when I'm looking at investments, I'm looking at the utility of the token. Is it actually aligned with a successful outcome of the business, or is this just a straight up money grab? Um, right. You being able to use the tokens and have a reason for them to exist is an incredibly important part of the investment decision process making for me. Um, so you're sort of more of a more of a longer term sort of guy. And in your experience, I mean. As far as taking profits, have have you, and I ask this to everybody, have you moved much from your crypto bank into your dollar bank? No, 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 no. I mean, that's it's been an interesting question with tax season around. I've been thinking about that a lot. And fortunately, the answer is no. I don't, I don't really have to pay taxes right now because I just have Bitcoin and that's about it. (laughs) I mean, even when I spend it, it's a few bucks here and a few bucks there. I just, I just have Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, that that makes sense, and it, it, it's evolving. And the, I think the thing that a lot of people are, are a bit nervous about, and especially uh, I've got a few very close friends of mine that um, uh, they were very early uh, in the space, such as yourself, and of course they have seen those very large gains. And um, a lot of the exchanges that they purchased their their Bitcoin, their Ethereum, uh, their other tokens that were around back then that are still around today, uh, was on exchanges and platforms that no longer exist. So therefore. It's kind oh, of right. like they're sort of sitting around going, well, you know, they, they pulled them off, they put them in a MyEther wallet or whatever it was that they've, they've got it stored off the exchange. The exchange has gone under and vanished. And now they're kind of like, well, I'm not sure what to do because it's, we know in Australia right now, I know we've got different, um, different rules and regulations in both countries. I, I'm not uh, as familiar uh, in the US as I am in Australia, but I know that a lot of them are kind of a little bit concerned about showing their hand because what is actually known out there as to what their assets are and what is not. And there's talk I know all around the world of trying to tax crypto gains without actually oh, yeah. um, establishing those gains. So in the investment world, if, if I buy XYZ share for $10,000 and then I sell it uh, at $20,000, then my capital gain is $10,000. And then there will be a tax bracket that I will need to pay on that $10,000 profit. But it needs to be realized. If my shares right. go from 10000 to 20000 and I haven't sold them, there's no tax to pay because I haven't realized those profits. So they're trying to, there's whispers out there, there's talk out there, they're trying to tax around unrealized profits. And 
that's Man. just not practical. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's still yeah, a very I mean, gray that's, area. That's where, that's where our liberty bent comes in. We will have a great time every week just making fun of taxes. We don't need these. <laughs> and that, that would, I could definitely see how that's a problem, you know, with, I've heard stories of people just even, even with realizing their gains and, and then having to owe taxes and now they have to sell more Bitcoin when it's lower this year mm. in order to pay taxes. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, look, it, it's one of those things, as I said before, about being able to, uh, spot, uh, an emerging market. And, and this is one of those markets that there's a lot of things. Like, for example, if I compare the software that I have to trade other instruments that I have done in the past to the software that is available uh, for trading uh, tokens, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like the first day of school uh, compared <laughs> to the last day of your PhD. Um, there's a huge <laughs> void there, which is both frustrating in one regard but also that's where the opportunity lies of course the opportunity oh, yeah. lies in the fact that there's still a lot to be developed and and that's there's a huge amount in this business that um that needs to be filled out and that it's just looking for the right people the right projects and the right teams to do that and it's very exciting yeah i would totally agree there is so much to be done and i was saying just on our last show about a week ago that as long as i've been here i still am every day realizing how much we need Bitcoin, how much we want it, how much we want to use it, and and how much development there is still still to come. And it's every day it's like, wow, I I, I can't believe like I really need Bitcoin today, or need to use Bitcoin, or I need this for Bitcoin, or I need that for Bitcoin. And I can't wait to have all that. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, mate. The, one of the coming back to the uh, the point about the irrational toddler type market. You know, you spoke of it being like a two year old throwing their toys out of the pram, being completely emotional and silly. Um, <laughs> you know, coming back to them. I mean, if, if you actually take your time, and what one of the things I've learned in, in business and trading by having some fantastic mentors over the years is, you know, I'll speak to people that have taken a business that was turning over a million dollars, and then three years later that it's turning over a hundred million dollars, and the question is always the same. <laughs> The question is, what was the point at which you went from a million-dollar turnover to a hundred-million-dollar turnover? And every single one of them, if not in these exact words, is something along the lines of the moment you take yourself out of the business and start working on the business, you can start <laughs> to see what you need to do. Now, the problem that I think that a lot of people have in crypto is they don't have that perspective. They don't know how to take themselves out uh, of all the noise, all the volatility, all the movements, blockfolio. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, they they yeah. don't take themselves outside of it. They, they're too interested in their Twitter, their Facebook, their Slack groups, their Telegrams, <laughs> their Discords, that they would listen and buy into all the crap that's out there without actually getting that perspective and going, well, actually, what is going on? Well, the Lightning Network's rolled out. So that's made Bitcoin transactions affordable again. And quick. Right. What else is going on? All these new investors are coming into the space. Big traditional uh, hedge funds, big traditional businesses, Deloitte's, Goldman Sachs, you know, some of the biggest names in the business. Bit, you know, you've got Bill Gates standing behind Bitcoin and saying it's fantastic. I mean, they're not looking at the developments of the sector. All they're looking at is what some two-bit idiot is saying on Twitter who's got no idea, <laughs> or they're looking at their block folio. And I think that they're really missing the viewpoint, which is perspective and the amazing growth that is available in this sector. And you know, that's what we sort of cover a lot within the podcast. I do a daily show. 
Um, it's usually a 10-minute bit of a rant, uh, and then I throw in these interviews with guests and whatnot just to try and help people to get that perspective and understand what is, not what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We, you know, we joke on the show a lot about how, you know, every single day these TA people are coming in and like, well, it's, uh, you know, there's this resistance and that resistance and it could go up or it could go down. <laughs> and I mean, more power to them. If whatever you can do, try to play the market and make money, have fun. But I totally agree. If you can step back and scroll past an article that says Bitcoin went below 8,000 yesterday and scroll past it and instead read how they're rolling out network, uh, lightning network. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's that's where the difference is. I mean, look, I try and divide my time between two things. One is I'm a trader, so I'm a trader, and I believe that you know everybody should have a little bit of trader in them if they're an investor, if they truly want to be a you know fund manager. Uh, and when I say fund manager, I don't mean out there managing other people's funds. I mean your own, <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, markets do fluctuate. They do go up and they do go down. Having the trading ability allows us to know uh, a bit of a good idea as to when we might want to take some profits. But also when the market starts to fall, we can also hedge our portfolio. So we try and cover both. But I'm very much with you on that, mate. When it comes to fundamentals, when it comes to investing, that needs to be a different cap that you wear to trading. Trading is short term right, in my right. view. I'm, I'm reading charts i'm i'm fairly structured in my approach but with investing look I, i've i've ridden through this last you know downturn uh and i've not had a single concern at all people are like oh they're freaking out they're you know <laughs> having all this worry I, I, i'm i've never been more confident i've not sold a single oh, yeah. and i'm buying more yeah i mean that's it's you get so used to it after after being in it here for five years mm. watching it the, the first time i bought well, it must have been around 30 bucks and you watch it go up to 200 and then crash back to like 80 something like that and you that's happened several times since then so yeah six thousand seven thousand you don't even notice it's uh it's just a number and you're not worried about a thing i mean in a certain sense you know, there's a lot of uh, people on, on like social media who worry about complacency. You don't want to get complacent. You don't want to just sit there and say, whatever, it's all OK. I don't want to be complacent. But at the same time, I'm, I'm complacent. You know, it's we're all right. We're hanging in there. Mm. Yeah, it could go to nothing, but we're hanging in there and it probably won't go to nothing. So I think that's the beauty of having having perspective, mate. If if you've got that perspective, I don't think that's being complacent. I think complacency comes from uh, a lack of understanding, a lack of education, and just saying everything's always going to be fine. The type the type <laughs> of people out there that spend all day talking about moon lambos and all that sort of crap that's in the space, oh, yeah. uh, I, I find that to be you know if I I don't have any Slack groups apart from my own and one other that I, that I work within, um, just simply because I, I don't. Like people say, oh, have you watched this video? Okay, what do you think of this person? What do you think of this person? What do you think? <laughs> and, and honestly, I mean, I'll tell you this, Daniel. For me, and this is not an arrogant statement by any stretch of the imagination, as a trader, you spend a lot of time learning about yourself and learning about what works for you. So much time, effort, and money that when you actually find something that works, you realize that it's not actually anything to do with anybody else other than yourself. So therefore, I couldn't give two hoots about what anybody else is doing. I want to listen to the biggest guys in the space. I want to hear what they're saying, but generally they're speaking sense towards fundamentals and the long-term growth of the space. I'm not interested in somebody else who's showing me their chat. It's not to say they're not good at what they do at all. It's just to say that, that that's not my, you know, that's not my game. I, I do what I do and I'm good at it, you know, work to your strengths. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that that'll happen. I, I I don't. I think you said you know decade or so of of experience on your end, and I'm I'm learning that. I'm still young. I'm still in my my day job is as a web developer, but I'm learning how important experience is. Uh, that now that I've been here for this long, it's mm. you, you understand a lot more, and you can do accomplish things a lot faster, a lot more efficiently, a lot more cleanly, and it's it's a learning experience to see that. Well, it's an experience to learn that experience matters. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. That, that is literally my uh, tagline for my company, for my logo, <laughs> because experience yeah. matters. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> so, I mean, have you, I know you said you sort of got into Bitcoin uh, when you were at school. Um, so obviously, I, I can't imagine that you would have had too much other investing experience just because why would you bother in anything else when this market's done so well right. for you? Is that, is that right? Yep, that's pretty accurate. I I haven't. I mean, today I still don't have a ton of investment in experience. I mean, I have Bitcoin, and I have a little bit of a traditional kind of tax investment account, and that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that, that's fine. I think that's uh, it is a very young space. It's very dynamic, and uh, the fact that you're a bit of an OG being there from the early days, and you've you, you've got your experience. <laughs> I mean, what you see in a, in, a, in a crypto year, you, you often you see two cycles uh, of a seven year period in traditional markets. So it, it's it, your learning curve uh, is. Uh, quite increased just because of virtue of the fact that we're in cryptocurrency. It's a steep learning curve, <laughs> right. so you've got to be switched on. You're obviously going through that. So, look, a question I've got for you, mate, for for my viewers out there, um, or viewers, this is a podcast. <laughs> uh, what advice? I know, I know it's, it's it's fairly broad. We'll try and we'll try and narrow it a little bit more. But what sort of advice would you give if somebody's looking to enter into Bitcoin? Uh, what would be or Bitcoin crypto? You know, we say Bitcoin because that's sort of the you know the the Google search word, right? Um, you know, what what advice would you give somebody? entering into this market at the moment not so much about what to buy and what to sell but as far as what do you think some of the crucial aspects for a new uh, entry into the market are to understand before they get started or as they get started yeah great question great question we do actually at the end of every show we try to fit in a little advice of the week segment and it can be literally anything i think one thing that comes up a lot is just patience it's and you know well obviously the, uh, this goes for anything don't invest more than you can afford to lose that's that's pretty straightforward and pretty obvious but of course that actually people don't think of this but that applies to dollars just as much as bitcoin so you have to wonder like well if i keep all my money in dollars it's it's going to lose value every single year so yeah you, you, you might not want to be invested in dollars so that's that's one thing to remember but yeah Patience is a big one and, and learning is huge. That's, I, I don't think there's very many that people that would disagree with this. So I feel pretty comfortable saying that you should understand what you're investing in, read how it works, read why it matters. That, that's a big one. Why, why not just the technology, but why we need the technology because like I said, just a second ago, I'm still learning that every day, why I want and need Bitcoin. So learn, yeah, learn what the problems are that it's solving and how it solves them. And that'll get you a long way towards, you know, towards being invested in it, towards wanting to be invested in it. 
and towards loving it, even when the price goes down, you're still going to love it. You're still going to want it. You're still going to need it if you know why why it matters to you. And to me, a lot of that goes back to the liberty perspective. Like I mentioned, it gives me freedom. And I love that. So that that's why I need it. That's why I want it. That's why I follow it and use it. And, you know, there's a lot of other things too. It, you know, it, it, it even just simple stuff, like there's a hard cap at 21 million. That's a pretty good value, value prospect there. And the fact that it can cross borders, that's a pretty good value prospect there. So learn all of that stuff, learn how that, why that matters and how it accomplishes that. And you'll be so much more comfortable being invested in it. Mate, I think that's bang on. Um, the understanding, <laughs> the education, the patience, this is something that I preach the whole time. You just got to be careful there, Daniel, because you sound like a seasoned investor with about 30 years experience under your belt there, mate. So just be careful <laughs> go with that one. <laughs> all right. It, that, that advice is very sound across all markets. Um, and like I said before, I think it proves the point of what I was suggesting about with a, within a Bitcoin year, we, we typically see two cycles of traditional markets play through. So you've been there uh, and, and a cycle is usually seven, you know, five to seven years. Uh, this last bull run in traditional markets is, is venturing into its ninth year, uh, hence why I believe there'll be yeah. a correction. So, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you, you know, you've, you've obviously – uh, been through a lot of ups and downs yourself, as have I, but I've had to do it through a larger period of time through traditional markets. Cryptocurrency is a, a fantastic place to be. Uh, the technology, I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, people people that are looking for fancy technology, they're looking for the wrong things. It's one thing to have fancy technology. It's another thing to have a use for it. And again, it comes back to the, right, the right. utility token as well for, from an investment point of view. Does the token need to exist for this business? Because you might, as you know, when you're buying a token, you're not actually buying equity. So the, 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 the positive outcome of that particular business is not necessarily unless it's linked to the to utility to the token sorry it's not you're not your outcome of the token is not uh, underlined by the successful outcome of the business so you've got to be careful there as well that people in business they're, they're looking for a cheap fast and efficient way to raise capital and what's happened now is that in this blockchain environment all you have to do is you know put it on the blockchain raise an ico on a bull market yeah. and you've got nearly as much money as you need uh, and i, I do yeah. like to see the a little bit of the you know the community being a bit becoming a bit more wise to that because at the end of the day it, it is your decision it is your money and um you know people look at it and go oh you know i've made 60 ethereum on that on that trade so you know i'll, I'll put 30 over there and just just see how i go because it's the market's money right, and, and right. that's the that's a very very poor attitude to have i mean we we all work for the money whether we whether we spend one hour to make a hundred thousand dollars or we spend one hour to make ten dollars we've given time for that reward now whether that's in cryptocurrency dollars or whatever currency that you you want to talk about that needs to be viewed as your currency and therefore your first job is to maintain it is to keep a hold of it uh, and having that attitude about you know just flippantly throwing it at things without really knowing just following trends in the right. sense of or oh, enough people have said this is good so therefore it must be good uh, i think people are they're falling in gaps there so yeah definitely well spoken there mate the it's really important to understand what it is that you're getting involved with so bravo yeah, I, I can speak with my own experience to the same kind of story. I mean, I've put money in stuff just because it, just because I thought I had the money and see what happens. Fortunately, I haven't really lost anything. But what happened? What ends up happening is, I I I put in a decent amount of time 
you know, whether it's to a token or, or a project. And I put in a decent amount of time to setting it up and tracking it and tracking some trades and stuff. And in the end, I really did end up just breaking even because there wasn't much there to begin with. So yeah, like you said, you got to know what, what you're investing in, why it matters and, and, and patience then. <laughs> yeah, patience is a big one. And I mean, like with, with, I do have a series of courses that I provide to people that want to do them. And it's a structured approach through from your emotion, your routine to how to manage your business, how to take your screenshots, the, the checklist to actually find a trade. And everything's very structured because I've, I've become a very structured person in my trading. Cause for me, my personality is fairly spontaneous, fairly flippant. Um, whereas that doesn't <laughs> work in trading. So I've had to create a sort of an alter ego as a trader, uh, to be successful and I've, I've, I've managed to do that with a lot of hard work so what what i can do is i can provide discipline um in the form of a checklist i can provide routine in the form of explaining why it's important but i can't make anybody disciplined i cannot make you be patient <laughs> so it's it that comes down to self you know if you want to be successful, if you want to do well in anything in life, it's, it, you've got to find a good teacher, a good mentor. You've got to do the right things and focus on what the good people are doing, not on their results. And I think in the space at the moment, everybody's so concerned about watching their block follow every day. They're really missing out on the opportunities to learn and educate themselves. Like three months of, of putting some solid time into into any discipline in this space, it, it, it's a huge benefit because when things do start to happen again or even before they start to happen because – where we are right now is a, it's a phenomenal time to be doing the learning because we have got the market at a lower point. I, I do truly believe that we will see this market move very, very well once again. Um, and it's just about trying to position yourself so that when it does go, you're able to capitalize right. on that the best. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Patience. yeah, that's yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I think I kind of covered all the questions that I wanted to there. I typically try and keep these shows to about half an hour or so. If there's one more thing I can ask you, all right. um, what I want to know is, is there, like, I think you kind of covered it, but there, is there is there three, if you can give, th whether it's three, four, five, or one, what would you say when you're looking at a token to invest in? So you, you're reading the white paper, uh, you're viewing the Telegram group, whatever it is. I don't know however you do it. Everyone's got their own way of doing it. What would be the crucial things that you're looking for? I think you've got to cover it a bit in terms of understand what it's about, but is there anything in specific that you think is, is worthwhile mentioning to wrap it up? Yeah, so I, I could list a few things. One of them, one of the ones I like is the privacy coins. Now, again, maybe that's just me, but maybe that's just my liberty perspective, but I, I greatly, greatly, greatly value my privacy. So I've been pretty interested in things like Dash, Monero, Zcoin, Zen or Zcash, and Zencash, stuff like that. Uh, now, again, I this is my own mistake. I know I need to do more research on them. I don't. I'm not an expert on how they all work, and I know I just said you should understand how they work. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. And I, I recognize that I might not, you know be understanding them fully and so they might not work out for me but that is one thing that i absolutely love and that i absolutely look for and we have seen those coins perform extremely well over the past few years i think because of their privacy what that's something they can legitimately offer another thing that i've just been interested in this at its at its root this is just utility but a lot of people don't see it that way and that is 
for me, it's a it's a card game. Spells of Genesis. There's cards that live on the blockchain. That has fascinated me for years now. And part of the reason I give that value is because I've seen people obsessed with traditional card games, physical card games. I've seen collectibles trade for a ton of money. And I've, I think I've recognized, hopefully correctly, but that's, that all <laughs> remains to be seen. I think I've recognized that the blockchain offers a ton of value to the idea of collectibles. Now, you got to be careful because just like with physical cards, they can print more. And that, you know, that you, they, they could dilute the value of your cards, depending on what you're getting invested in on the blockchain. Some cards, you know, I, I mostly use counterparty cards. Some of them are locked, but they might make similar cards. Some of them might work for a game, but the game might not be very well developed and it might disappear in a few months. So you got to watch out for that. I'm not saying any trading card on the blockchain is great. I'm just saying that I think it's a great idea and it's something I've tracked and watched and been interested in. Uh, so those are, let's see, first two things would be, would be privacy and this idea of collectibles on the blockchain. I, I love that. And can I Yo, get three? It, mate. All right, let's see. What can I, what can I say? I guess the other thing that I, I, I've made decisions based on again I, I, I don't know how, ac how accurate it is, but I've tried to stick to, I, I guess we'll just say proven coins. Like I said, I, like I, I think I said at the beginning that I, I don't really get into these big hype ICOs. I don't really get into, you know, the, I, well, yeah, ICOs, the, the initial offering. I try not to get around that hype. What I look for is these coins that have been around for a while that really seem to have a purpose and offer value. I'm not saying ICOs can't make you money because, you know, you, you, if, if they're really valuable, then it's a great idea to get in as early as possible. But for me, I've just been at more peace looking for coins that have been there for a while, you know, Litecoin, Ethereum. I finally, just within the past year or two, have been able to diversify into those just because they've been there, they're trustworthy, they're around, they feel pretty safe. And so I look for proven coins. Well, that's a good a good pointer, actually. We I had lunch with Charlie Lee uh, last week, I think it was. Yeah, last last Monday. Um, he, he came to Sydney, so I went with a couple of other people and sat down for lunch with him before he sat down to an event with a few people that we know. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a fascinating perspective. Uh, he's very much focused on one area, which is the transacting. Um, and I think what you're saying there as well is that, you know, again, coming back in, you focus on what you know, which is you like to see an established business model uh, in place that has been running it, it has a reason to exist uh, of course the economics of the, of the token is important but it becomes trusted just because it's been around for a little while the litecoins the ethereums um, right even right. like the dash you know dash monero uh these uh i know just yeah, kind of creeping yeah. into that uh, that sphere now i i i think it seems to have it's had its pumps but it's holding its value um, and it seems to be doing good things. And then you've got a lot of other ones that are that are out there. Like it, I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but Power Ledger, which is a, a Perth-based company here in Australia, um, looking at the energy sector and whatnot, doing some really good things there as well. Again, a token that has a reason for existing. And again, you know, something else. If it, with your Liberty type side of things, I think if you haven't looked into it in already, I would strongly suggest that you have a look at a company called Horizon State. 
Um, they're basically voting on the blockchain. Right. Uh, it fits both from a token economics point of view, from a business model point of view, from a let's change the world point of view. So I think it would tick a lot of the boxes for the things that uh, that would be of interest to you. It might not be something you wish to invest in, but it's definitely something I think you'd be in, interested in. And um, uh, you know, I, I can tell you from my point of view, I'm, I'm very good friends with Jamie Skeller, the CEO, and um, I'm very, very, very happy with. Uh, with with the talent within their group as well so um i think what you just said the, the three points you know the privacy coins the collectibles and uh, what was the third one privacy collectibles and the third proven just right. proven anything that's been around so i think yeah. i think that's pretty pretty wise uh fairly safe i know that you know i do speak with other people that that specialize in icos um and they've got their way i, I specialize in trading uh so i've got my way and i think to sort of wrap things up i think it's quite important for everybody out there who's listening is to is to understand that you don't need to be a jack of all trades. You do need to have an understanding for a broad range across the marketplace. And the reason you need to have a good understanding is so that you can actually find what you're good at. Now, for me, when I started trading, I started swing trading, longer time uh, timeframes, daily and weekly timeframes. And then I moved into intraday trading. And it wasn't until I did both that I could work out what I was best structured and aimed towards to move into the markets that suited my personality and my style and the way that my brain works. So to have an understanding across uh, all spectrums is important. But once you find what you want to be good at that gels with you, you need to find the resources and throw yourself at it head first. And that's why there's podcasts like this one, the Trader Cobb Crypto Show, and the podcast You, Me, and BTC, uh, for which you can join up. The link uh, will be underneath the podcast here. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Dan, or oh, Daniel, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to call you Dan, Mr. Brown, perhaps, uh, out of, uh, what's it called? You get called way. Mr. Brown. It's all great. Uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Mr. Brown. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you for your insights. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to uh, have a, interview me, I'd be more than happy to come across to your guys as well, mate. Yeah, that'd be great. I've It's been a blast to be here, and I will definitely be trying to catch some of your episodes to to learn more about your world. It's Thanks great. very much, <laughs> Daniel Brown from youmeandbtc.com, the podcast. Have a great day, mate, and uh, thanks to everybody there. Cheers, guys. Bye. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. Check out tradercobb.com because experience matters. This show is proudly sponsored by Coinspot.com.au, with the largest range of cryptocurrencies anywhere in the Australian market. With an updated verification process, you can now be verified using only your driver's license or passport within seconds. You can instantly deposit funds and instantly start buying and selling your favorite cryptocurrencies in under five minutes. Coinspot are giving away $10 worth of free Bitcoin for each verified user once they make their first deposit. Just go to coinspot.com.au forward slash BTC123. Views are of the advertiser, not TraderCobb or the audio presenter.